I want to go straight to the Word. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. None of y'all brought your Bible. It's very disappointing. Y'all have already let me down in front of the congregation. That's terrible. Terrible. Wow. Here's some amens. That's enough. As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity, the spirit, through the bond of peace. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you. I thank you so much for today. These men that are here. God, thank you for their obedience. Thank you for their... God, thank you for... God, thank you for the love from these men. That's the word that you keep putting in my head today. These men have a love for your church body. It's not about one church. God, I just praise you for these men and what they were able to do to make this church happen. And God, since that point, I thank you for putting so much leadership around me through this church. You have surrounded me with amazing people since the day I said that I was there for you. You knew I couldn't do it. You knew I had to have strong people around me. And God, I praise you so much for that. And you're continuing to do it today. God, I love you for that. I ask that you continue to put people around me that can continue to keep me humble and to help me be the leader that I know that you want not only me to be, but there's this, this church to be. God, I thank you for the congregation that's here today. God, I ask that they... I ask that they feel the same love that I do from these men so they can understand what your true church is all about. We praise you. We love you. God, in this moment, I ask not only that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, but every man that sits behind me right now. God, I ask that every word that comes out of our mouth is from you. I ask that you take all of our pride, selfishness, anger, Anything that may be blocking us from giving your word, God, I cast that to the sea today. And I ask that you give us strength, you give us courage and boldness to give your word. Praise you, and we love you. Help us to love, help us to laugh, help us to forgive. Amen. All right, well, you're going to get some snot on it now. It's on there. Okay, I'll keep it. All right, guys. I realize we've got a lot going on today, but this is so important. I need you all to, to grasp these men that are sitting up here. We continue our series today on warrior conversations, and today we want to talk about church unity. We want to talk about how different denominations can come together and work together. That's a question that I receive all the time. How can that happen? How do different denominations 
get together, work together, and it actually works. Like, I get that all the time with Christian Warriors ministry. And then another question that I get a lot of times is, is church unity really that important in the church? Is unity really that important? We're going to go, I want to go to John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. I'm going to read from a different Bible. I like this translation better. This is Jesus in the garden before he was arrested. This is his prayer. This was the longest recorded prayer in the Bible that Jesus prayed. It has three parts to it. First, he prayed for himself. Then he prayed for the 12 disciples. And then he prayed for us. I want to go to that part where he's praying for us. Again, this is verses 20 through 23. Get some amens. Amen. Y'all got there quick. That's what I'm talking about. Like y'all were on standby. Again, this is Jesus speaking, guys. This is what Jesus has to say about unity. I'm going to read through this first, and then I'm going to go back and kind of break it down a little bit, all right? Because it's a little confusing if you don't grasp it. It's right. <laughs> Especially in the King James Version, Kirby. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I want to stop right there. Y'all notice the word all? There's so many, there's different people that believe that spiritual gifts were stopped at the disciples. There's a lot of people that believe that from the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, that those were the only people that received it, that it died with them. My question to those people is, then why is Jesus calling us out right here? We are all disciples. This verse proves that. Understood? I really need y'all to understand that. Does the church understand that? I need like nodding of heads or something. I got like five Christians that agree with me right now. I've got a lot of work to do. Thank you. Bruce just said it. All means all, right? There's no half in all. Continue. Uh, let's go to verse 21. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Now, that's a little confusing, right? You're like me and you and me and you and why. And it's like, goodness gracious, right? I'm going to really break this down for you guys. Unity is so important to Jesus when he's praying in this prayer. When he says you and me and me and you and so forth, he's talking about unity. I'm going to read it one more time, and I want you all to watch how many times Jesus mentions unity. Okay? I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. 
And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Seven times. What did we preach on two weeks ago? Seven. What is seven? Can somebody tell me in the congregation what the number of completion? Do you think it's a coincidence that Jesus in the prayer to us mentioned seven times that we need to be unified? The most important thing in a church, Christian warriors, is unity. Period. If you don't have unity, I'll just be honest with you, if you don't have unity, God's not there. Some of you may not like that, because some of you are like, man, I'm mad at this person sitting next to me today. (laughs) Or, you know, somebody cut me off in the parking lot. I'm just not unified to that person. Guys, it is so important that we stand together in unity. And I think with the 10 men that are sitting behind me right now, this church is proof of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let me me find my notes. I don't know where I put them. Where did I put my notes? They're back in here. The way that we reunite, or excuse me, guys, that we unite is through love. Go ahead and pull that up for me. I want to look at Matthew chapter 22. Y'all don't have to look this one up. I'm going to read through this. This is Jesus speaking. Sir, which, or excuse me, this isn't Jesus speaking. Okay, they're speaking to Jesus. Sir, which is the most important command in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. Most of us know that, right? This is the first and greatest commandment. The second most important is similar. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Verse 40. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets stem from these two laws and are fulfilled if you obey them. Keep only these and you will find that you are obeying all the others. Guys, if you have unity... Through love, through brotherhood, like what you've got up here, a church can be developed. That all went through with love. I promise you, the men that are sitting up here right now, y'all always wonder like, Mikey, y'all always say, I love you, I love you, I love you. You know where I got that from? These guys. I can't walk away from any of these men without telling them that I love them. Because they have inspired me so much. They've encouraged me. They've backed me up. Even at times that I probably was so wrong, they either backed me up or they pointed it out. There's nothing better than that, guys. It's so important that you guys grasp that if you can just have two people unite, so much can happen from that. I want you to imagine, we've got 11 men standing up here that have united together and a church was born. Think if you and your spouse, the husband and the wife of the home, could unite. Be a great home, right? Think if we could get some politicians to unite, right? Think if we could get school board members and teachers to unite. 
the difference it could make. We're proof in the pudding. Amen? All right.